0: All of us down here in South Florida try our best to stay active, whether it's golf, tennis, cycling, pickleball, or just getting out for a walk. We're all doing our best. But unfortunately, as we get up there in age, sometimes a hip or a knee replacement is the necessary step. We need to stay active, stay fit, stay healthy. Cyrus Wittig with you here on ESPN West Palm tonight. And because of that, I always enjoy talking with health professionals who who help us stay active, stay fit, stay healthy. And right now, I am doing just that, joined by Dr. Spencer Summers, orthopedic surgeon specializing in knee and hip replacement at HSS Florida, the West Palm Beach location of New York's top-rated hospital for special surgery. Dr. Summers specializes in minimally invasive complex revision, hip and knee replacements, often performing surgeries with robotic technology. Dr. Summers, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us here on ESPN West Palm tonight. First of all, doctor, what are the signs and symptoms that someone should visit your offices at HSS down here in West Palm Beach?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So, I guess starting from the top down for, for the hip, it typically presents hip arthritis is what we do hip replacements for. Um, but the symptoms typically start with pain in the groin or buttock region. And you know when it's time to come get checked out because uh, the pain uh, lasts a little bit longer than you know a typical muscle strain should. Um, it starts bothering you on an everyday basis. It limits you and your ability to... Um, either uh, participate in the sports you like or just with your basic activities of daily living. And um, so at that point, you should come in and get checked out. And um, it's really the same thing for the knee. Um, if you have those symptoms, those same symptoms around the knee, then it, it certainly warrants coming to get checked
0: out. Dr. Summers, I understand that a lot has changed in joint replacement surgery in, in terms of technique and technology over the past five, 10 years, going back a decade plus now, what would you say are the most noteworthy advances in knee and hip replacement?
1: We've made a lot of advances. So uh, a hip or knee replacement surgery are fantastic surgeries. They have great outcomes. Patients are very satisfied after the surgery. And that's been the case for a while. And so the the biggest advances we've made in the, in the last decade are in one, in improving the pain control around the time of surgery. Previously, patients were um, were staying in the hospital for up to a week at a time after a hip or knee replacement. They'd require really strong pain medications, which, you know, carry their own risk of side effects. And then the, the, the pain persisted for weeks after the surgery. Uh, nowadays, patients are able to come in, get their surgery, go home often the same day. Sometimes the next day, we use lots of different smaller medications to help settle down the pain. Uh, so you don't, you don't need the super strong pain medications any longer. And uh, the amount of time you need the pain medications is also less. So that's been a big improvement. Then during the surgery, we um, have uh, new tools or, or toys that we get to use during the operation itself. So we have different planning softwares that we use, where we use computers to help find out exactly where we should put your hip or knee replacement. And then during the surgery, we have robots and other advanced tools that help us place those components into that position that we previously planned for. And so we have new tools for planning and execution of the surgery, all with the goal of giving the patient a hip or knee that functions more like their own normal hip or knee before they had the arthritis. And then finally, the next advancement um, is in the post-operative rehabilitation. So there's different technologies now that that help track patients as they're going through their rehab, so different wearable devices like smartwatches or apps on your smartphone so that as a surgeon, I can track you and make sure that you're doing well after surgery. And if you're not, I can get a heads up um, at an earlier time point and contact you to make sure that we can address uh, your rehab as needed or there's also really interesting new devices that we send to patients home that also helps quicken the recovery uh, particularly after knee replacement so you know, i would say in terms of advancement mainly in three phases before surgery during surgery and after surgery and there's really exciting things in all of those uh, those areas
0: again cyrus wittig here on espn west palm tonight discussing knee and hip replacement with Dr. Spencer Summers from HSS Florida. Dr. Summers is an orthopedic surgeon specializing in knee and hip replacement at HSS Florida. He specializes in minimally invasive, complex revision hip and knee replacements, often performing surgeries with robotic technology. And, Doctor, you mentioned that with all of the new advancements we've seen over the past couple of years now, The recovery time for patients has been much improved for a person to get back to 100% after a hip or knee replacement. What is the comparison in terms of time it takes to get back to full strength now versus again 10 years ago or around that time frame?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. So that's what, that's really the most common question I get because there's a lot of pickleball players, a lot <laughs> of, uh, golfers around here. And, um, my goal is to get you back in the game. So I love sports also. And so I, I understand when, uh, you, when you've been uh, sidelined by arthritis for a while, you're really just rearing to get back on the court or the course. But despite all of our advancements, uh, the technology, you know, we're still operating on the same human body mm-hmm. that still needs a little bit of time to heal. Um, it's mainly the soft tissues that need time to heal. So, my typical timeline that I that I tell golfers uh, in particular is, um, you know, at around two weeks you can start chipping and putting, um, but we like to hold off on any of your your swings with your irons until about the six week mark to to avoid those those pivoting. Um, motions that can stress the soft tissues that we've repaired after your knee or your hip surgery. Um, so I tell them, you know, you're going to have to work on your short game for about <laughs> six weeks, which is probably best for most folks. Yes. But, uh, you, know, you know, just like me, they don't want to hear that. Most people just want to be able to bring out the driver. But it's probably for the best that we wait about six weeks. And then, um, you know, typically most patients are, are back out there either playing pickleball or uh, playing nine holes or so by around eight weeks after their hip or knee surgery.
0: Again, Cyrus Wittig here on ESPN West Palm tonight with Dr. Spencer Summers, orthopedic surgeon from HSS, Florida, who specializes in minimally invasive, complex, and revision hip and knee replacements, often performing surgeries with robotic technology. So, doctor, you obviously have new patients coming in to see you for a hip or a knee replacement, but... Doctors have been doing this sort of surgery for, for decades now, and with that, maybe some of the, the technology, the, the equipment used to do a replacement is outdated, could be causing some problems to somebody. How, how do you help patients who need a revision, an alteration to a surgery that was done 20, 30 years ago by a, a different doctor working with different tools, different technologies?
1: Yeah, that, that's a fantastic question. You know, there's, there's millions of patients walking around uh, the United States with hip and knee replacements. Many of those devices put in uh, over a decade ago, mm-hmm. and, you know, these are mechanical devices. The, the weak link in the hip and knee replacement for a while was, was the plastic that we were using. And around 20 years ago, we started using a newer plastic that is the same one we're using today that's very, very durable, meaning it lasts a really long time. Prior to that, the plastic would wear out at a faster rate. So I see lots and lots of patients who have had hip and knee replacements done decades ago. And sometimes if it's one of those uh, those older devices, the older plastic, sometimes we do have to go in there and maybe exchange one of those pieces and give them a, a newer part. And sometimes it can be as simple as that sometimes it can be a little more complicated and sometimes we have to take out their old parts and put the new ones in and you know of course that's called a revision or a redo hip mm-hmm. or knee replacement and that and that can be complicated and so you know the the decision to proceed with something like that always starts with my conversation with the patient. What are they feeling? What are their symptoms? And then what are their goals? You know, if it's a younger patient with a goal of being extremely active, you know, I, we, we treat that a little differently than somebody who's older and they say, hey, I just don't want it to hurt as much anymore. And that's it's somewhat of a different goal. So maybe requires a different solution. Um, but so we can go in there and we can update some of the older part. But sometimes we do have to start from scratch. But again, we do have some newer technologies particularly in the setting of doing these redo hip or knee replacements that can make them much more successful now than perhaps they were a few decades ago.
0: Dr. Summers, I understand that that some patients are candidates for a a partial knee or hip replacement rather than uh, than a full replacement. Can you talk about how a partial replacement is conducted? And also, just just the thought process behind a partial knee or or hip replacement, rather than, of course, the the, the full replacement.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's that's a, another common question I get, and you know, a partial knee replacement is one of my favorite surgeries to do because the recovery is very quick and predictable for the patient, and um, compared to a full knee replacement, a partial knee replacement is more likely once all things are said and done and they're fully healed from the surgery, it's a little bit more likely to feel like their normal knee. And that's because with the partial knee replacement, we keep most of the normal part or your 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 own knee joint. Um, so I tell patients, you know, think of the knee as a house with three rooms in it. There's a room on the inside, there's a room on the outside, and there's a room under the kneecap. And so if you just have one room in your house that, you know, is in a little bit of a disarray, then we can just renovate that one room and that's a partial knee replacement. Mm-hmm. If you have two or more rooms that, you know, need a little bit of renovation, then at that point we got to start from scratch and sure. that's a full knee replacement. So right. the partial knee replacement, quicker surgery, quicker recovery, and a uh, lower risk for really any of the major risks around a joint replacement and hopefully more likely to to feel like your knee. So as long as if a patient is a candidate for that, then I think that's a really good option. Uh, And this is a place where technology has made huge advances um, in our ability to safely and effectively carry out the partial knee replacement. So I like to perform it with uh, the use of a robotic tool during surgery, which makes it a a very reproducible surgery um, in my experience. So it's a great great option for a patient who's a candidate for it.
0: A couple more things here with Dr. Spencer Summers from HSS Florida. Dr. Summers, again, specializes in minimally invasive complex and revision hip and knee replacements. Dr. Summers, uh, earlier you mentioned the r- remote patient monitoring, which helps you know more about a patient's recovery. What sort of signs and symptoms are you looking out for which might trigger you to say, okay, why don't you, of course, meaning a, a prospective patient or, or a patient that you've seen and, and done surgery on, why don't you come back in and, and let's take a closer look at things?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the some of the signs that, you know, things aren't going as smoothly as we would like is if your pain is a little too high for too long after surgery – uh, there's, a, you can always expect some pain after a major uh, surgery like a hip or knee replacement, but it should be gradually improving with time. And if it's if it's staying high for for too long, then that's that's cause for maybe maybe we should get that checked out, uh, and maybe we'd bring you in a little sooner. Um, similarly, if you are having trouble uh, walking on your new hip or knee, um, like a new problem with that, then we should we should bring you in to to get checked out. Um, and so we have, there's a, a number of different devices that help us track that so that uh, it can alert us if that's going on even before the patient might know that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, different wearable devices and they can they can just like your phone can it can tell if a patient's fallen it can track how many steps the patient's taking and so if they're if they're not meeting the step goal that uh, the surgeon and the patient might have set out beforehand then it would alert us and maybe we'd contact that patient to come in sooner um, and then after knee replacement I like to use a, a particular device it's I sort of I call it like a peloton after knee replacement it's a it's a special, pedaling or bicycle-like tool that's delivered to your house. And it prompts you to do five exercises a day. And what I do is I then have a my own portal on my computer where I can log in and I can see, oh, uh, Mr. Smith had his knee replacement a week ago. He was supposed to have done, you know, 20 exercises on this device by now. And I see he's only done four of them. Or or maybe he did all 20, but the last five times he logged in, his pain score was a little too high for my comfort, and so then I can see that, and then we can contact Mr. Smith and say, "Hey, what's going on? Do, you, do we need to change up your pain medication? Uh, do we want to bring you in for an X-ray?" And so patients love that; they know that I can I can track them, uh, but you know, in a in a good way, in a safe way, um, not like a scary big brother way. But they, you know, they they. They like to know that their surgeon is um, sure. keeping an eye on them and is making sure they're they're recovering like they should.
0: Again, Cyrus Wittig on ESPN West Palm tonight, wrapping things up here with Dr. Spencer Summers, orthopedic surgeon from HSS Florida, specializing in hip and knee replacement. And Dr. Summers, for somebody who is a potential candidate for a joint replacement, whether it's hip or, or knee, what are some of the factors that a person should think about when considering who, who they choose as an orthopedic surgeon, where they choose as a hospital or, you know, an, an outpatient surgery facility?
1: That's a great, great question. So I think the most important thing is the the relationship or the bond you form with your surgeon before surgery. You know, these are a uh, hip and a knee replacement are very commonly performed surgeries in the United States. That said, it is still a major surgery. So there can be risks associated with these things, um, both uh, from the, the technical aspect during surgery or after surgery. So you wanna go into this making sure that you have a good relationship with your surgeon and that you can form that trust beforehand. When deciding who to even go see, you know, people oftentimes talk with their friends or family. Nowadays there's online reviews. I think the best thing is to uh, go with somebody who you have had a good referral from. Either there's been a good experience from a friend or family, or you recognize the facility name and it has a good, and it has a good reputation. You don't want to go to somebody necessarily who does not perform hip or knee replacements on a regular basis. Uh, These are, it's been very well proven that patients typically do better when uh, it's performed by a surgeon who does these surgeries frequently, okay? So that's a question that's commonly asked, how often do you do this surgery or how often do um, patients get hip or knee replacements at this facility? So um, those are the main things I'd look at. One is um, ask your friends and family, use the online reviews, see who has a good reputation around you meet the surgeon, talk with them, make sure you feel comfortable with them, and um, and then make sure that you're going to somebody who who does this regularly, okay? And those are the main things. But I think the most important is that you can form that relationship mm-hmm. with the surgeon.
0: Dr. Summers, this has been uh, great stuff. Such a pleasure to chat with you. Before I let you go, I, g- I got to ask, outside of the, the medical field, I think today or sometime this week it's, it's the sports equinox where we got – all, all major sports taking place at one time. Obviously, smack dab in the middle of, of the NFL season, college football, NHL, NBA just started. we got the World Series going on. What's got your sports attention these days? Where, where do your sports loyalties lie? Well, I,
1: I hesitate to, uh, to say where my sports loyalties lie because some of my patients come down from New York. But, um, <laughs> you know, I was, I was born down here, in, or uh, I grew up down here in South Florida, I should say. And so I am a, a diehard Dolphins-Eat Panthers fan, um, and my Dolphins are looking great of right course. now. Um, so that is where my, my loyalties lie. Uh, I was a little upset that we didn't get Dame Lillard in that recent uh, trade, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I have all the faith in the world in Spolstra and, uh, and that whole uh, franchise. So that's where most of my attention is right now with the Dolphins and I'm looking forward to this upcoming NBA season.
0: Great stuff. And, and like you said, we got a lot to uh, be thankful for approaching the holiday season and, and a lot of fun uh, fun action down here in s- South Florida. But again, Dr. Summers, thank you so much for your time, the insight, the info, all invaluable stuff. Again, appreciate you and, and all the work that you do with HSS Florida. And of course, I look forward to our next conversation.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for, uh, for having me on here. My pleasure.
0: Again, great stuff there from Dr. Spencer Summers, orthopedic surgeon from HSS Florida. For more information on Dr. Summers and HSS Florida as a whole, take a look at their website by visiting hss.edu Florida. Again, that is hss.edu Florida.